Defund DOC is a movement and belief. Our mission is to stop oppression, exploitation, and bring about relief. Raise awareness, open eyes to the corruption in our midst. It's a higher way of thinking, but I'm sure you'll get the gist. Corrupt politicians and slimy administrators want to label us rebels and radical demonstrators. We are the ones who aren't scared, the voices that were never there, the ones willing to fight when no one else cared, the ones who stood up and finally said this isn't right, the only ones pushing back against the bureaucratic might. Support us if you can and listen for a few because ultimately Defund DOC is for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Defund DOC's podcast. I'm Linda, and today we have a riveting topic to discuss, the Double Jeopardy Clause and its sinister manipulation by the government. That's right, Linda. This is your host, Daniel, and I'm excited to dive deep into this topic with you. So let's start today by unraveling the layers of this constitutional betrayal. Before we do, I would like to share one little tidbit about myself that some people might not know, and that's the fact that I have a son named Dylan. We've been separated by the government for my entire incarceration. This is going on my 18th, 19th year of incarceration, and my son is going on his 19th year without me, and he's going to be turning 19 this year. So, yeah, that's a little tidbit about me, something that really hits home close to the heart when I talk about it. We've been alienated due to the system, and this happens to millions of Americans. Countless stories and books have been written about it. This is a true injustice that is happening to our people, to our children, of those that are incarcerated. So that's one little tidbit. So let's get started. Our listeners may not fully grasp the gravity of this issue. Can you shed some light on how the Double Jeopardy Clause has been twisted to serve the government's interests? Absolutely, Linda. The Double Jeopardy Clause, enshrined in the Fifth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, was meant to protect individuals from being tried or punished twice for the same offense. The problem is, is that the government, particularly the courts and the U.S. Supreme Court, was given license to define what double jeopardy means. To virtually every single person that reads it that is not in the government, they read it to say any crime that you get charged with or violation or traffic ticket or driving ticket or misdemeanor cannot be used twice against you. It essentially has to be erased and not be used to double your jeopardy. In the future, the government has been systematically using that to, with multiple different layers of schemes, to either increase traffic tickets. So if you get one traffic ticket, they double the next traffic ticket. That's a violation of double jeopardy. Furthermore, if you get a misdemeanor and then you get another misdemeanor, then they double that enhancement or score up, and you get more time for the misdemeanor or the felony. And the list goes on and on. And the same with IRS and the same with multiple faucets of the government where they're using these penalties, these double jeopardy penalties that are in violation of the U.S. Constitution to further the governmental interest. The Fifth Amendment was enshrined by our forefathers of this country to keep us protected from an overreaching government. And the government has essentially overreached so far into our lives that virtually nobody is untouched by the violation of double jeopardy. And over the years, the government has exploited loopholes and misinterpretations to infringe upon your rights. 
It's chilling to think about how our fundamental liberties have been eroded without our knowledge. Could you provide examples of how this manipulation manifests in our daily lives? Certainly, Linda. I've already touched on this a little bit, but consider the scenario where individuals receive increased penalties for minor infractions due to their past offenses. Whether it's violations of a traffic ticket or parking ticket or misdemeanor, the government leverages our historical data against us, flouting the very essence of the double jeopardy clause. That's outrageous. It seems like an insidious cycle designed to keep citizens under constant surveillance and control. How can we combat such a systemic injustice? Well, it starts with awareness, Linda. I mean, we have to educate ourselves. That's the juxtaposition. You either have to be an educated people or you have to be uh, people at the whims of an overreaching government. And for so long, the government has had this monopoly upon our attentions. And for the longest time, the prejudice against even bringing up issues of governmental oppression has caused wide stir among the media and the elites. But now, with the democratization of the internet, we're allowed to get these free thinking, free thoughts, free speech out into the community and speak about injustice that is happening right beneath our eyes. And one of the biggest injustices happening right now is the violations of the double jeopardy clause. The misinterpretation by the Supreme Court and other courts to allow prior offenses to be doubly jeopardizing our people is a complete miscarriage of justice. No no matter how they look at it, they should not be allowed to use the double jeopardy of a prior offense against our people twice. That is a violation of the U.S. Constitution, and our forefathers were inclined to limit the government from using historical data about us to punish us in the future. That's twice putting us at jeopardy, and they did this on purpose because they knew that the British government used to do the same exact thing. Historically, the British government would use all types of past behavior and offenses to use it against our people and incarcerate them, imprison them, or penalize them in some fashion. And our forefathers wanted to combat that. And so that's why they implemented the double jeopardy clause. But then the Supreme Court gets in during a period of pro-government, hard-on-crime period of American history, and they got away with eroding our rights. And yeah, you might not think it affects you today, but tomorrow your descendants are going to be affected Trust and believe that. By educating ourselves and others about our rights, we empower ourselves to demand accountability from the government. We must unite to challenge these unconstitutional practices and reclaim our freedoms. We're going to take a short break. When we return, we will have more on this topic. Hey, everybody. My name is Adrian, and I am very excited to recommend Daniel J. Sims' three amazing books. In his book, Hopeless in Seattle, A Foster Kids Manifesto, he reveals some heartbreaking stuff. For instance, he tells us how he was abandoned by his parents, abused in foster care, turned to running away and living on the street, sleeping in the newspapers, bins, and even stolen cars, and ultimately was institutionalized, sharing deeply painful events like when he was stabbed. It is a compelling read. In his book, The Art of Living, Everything You Need to Achieve, Success of Life and Business, I Learned in Prison, breaks down fundamental maxims he's distilled from over 20 years in prison. 
It is a profound book. And of course, his book, Defund the OC, Turning All Prisons into Treatment and Career Centers, is a remarkably concise and comprehensive book detailing the failure of mass incarceration and providing the solutions to massively reform it and reduce recidivism significantly. Every prison reform-minded person needs this book. Each book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or other booksellers, but special to defunddoc.net. You can get all three digital books for this price of one. Check out the special offer today. You will be happy you did. He's a really good person and amazing author. Plus, you will be helping the social justice mission. Get them now. Thank you. Hello, world. My name is Eric Knappick, DOC number 395314, and I am a prisoner. I've experienced firsthand how incredibly horrible it is in prison. There is no meaningful education or treatment. They torture us with solitary confinement, prison for nonviolent, non-emergent, and petty pretexts, what we in the state system call diesel treatment. It is very mentally traumatizing. Our families and friends' funds are extracted by phone, media, and personal property monopolistic companies that prey on us as captive consumers. Of course, the most tragic atrocity is how they are stealing our labor through slavery due to the morally corrupt 13th Amendment enacted to create a new slave class after abolishing private slave ownership. Now, every state exploits prisoners' labor through slavery. It is sickening. All this is why we need you to become a certified prison reform activist. You don't have to be an ex-prisoner, felon, or have any experience in the criminal justice system. All that matters is you love the American people. In the special offer section, you can receive a free digital copy of Defund DOC, Turn all prisons into treatment and career centers. A free certificate as a prison reform activist. Free online support, free network opportunities, free activism event opportunities, and free eligibility for prizes, trophies, and a grand prize of $1 million within Global Accreditation, MGLLC, Rules and Regulations. We desperately need an army of certified prison reform activists to end this evil and corrupt system. You will be the new Underground Railroad. This is the civil and human rights fight of this generation. Join today. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. We're continuing our conversation on the Double Jeopardy Conspiracy with Daniel. Daniel, you've highlighted how the government's outreach extends far beyond legal proceedings. Can you elaborate on the broader implications for our privacy and autonomy? The erosion of the Double Jeopardy Clause isn't just about legal technicalities. It's about fundamental rights to privacy and freedom from government oppression. Think about this. The forefathers of this country created the right to privacy. So when the government uses our historical data, they are invading our privacy, our papers, our effects, our personal data. That's an infringement that the country's Founders could not foresee, and even if they could foresee it, they would have been outraged by it. They would not have allowed the government to run rampant and use our private, personal, historical data against us doubly in violation of the Double Jeopardy Clause. So not only is this a violation of the Double Jeopardy Clause, but it's also a violation of our privacy under uh, privacy protections. So not only can we attack it by two angles, the contextual reading of the U.S. Constitution empowers us to to be secure against being doubly punished for a past offense, but it also protects us to be secure in our papers and effects, our historical data. So our personal data is being weaponized against us, and it's perpetuating a cycle of surveillance and control. 
It's alarming to think about the extent of the government's intrusion into our lives. How can ordinary citizens push back against such pervasive outreach? Well, Linda, this is the thing. This has been going on for so long. I mean, this interpretation of the double jeopardy clause goes back quite a long time. And to overcome this misinterpretation of the double jeopardy clause would be extremely arduous and hard. But it does not mean that we're not going to try. We have to organize. It begins with grassroots activism and advocacy. By raising awareness and mobilizing communities, we can hold our elected officials accountable and demand legislative reforms to safeguard our constitutional rights. Again, it all goes back to organization, organizing our people, getting behind real justice in this country. I mean, you got people 60 years old being penalized over and over and over and over again from something they might have done when they were 18, 19 years old. It's outrageous. And it's something that should not be happening in the land of the free. And it's incumbent upon us, the educated Americans that are behind reform, to insist upon a contextual reading of the double jeopardy cause so that no penalty, no offenses can be used twice against us. And also to further the argument that it's a violation of our privacy for them to use that data. So we need to have the security in our person. And you can't be secure in your person if somebody can read you up historical facts about you, you know, from 50 years ago. It's an absurd proposition, and our founding fathers would never have gone for it. That's powerful. As we wrap up today's episode, what message would you like to leave our listeners with? Well, I think the main thing is that I want to urge our listeners to become part of the struggle. Just listening to this podcast is opening your mind to the to the true fact of what is happening in this country and what's been happening for the last 50 years. There's a war against the American people under the guise of the drug war, under the guise of the war on crime. These are real wars happening against the American people. When they say the war on crime and the war on drugs, who are they warring against? Who did they declare war on? You know what I'm saying? They're declaring war on your son, on your daughter, on your fellow Americans. And it has to be addressed. And it has to go to the founding documents. And the founding documents abolished or never even disallowed the opportunity for them to dredge up historical data on us through the double jeopardy clause and the the right to be secure in our privacy. And yet they have gotten away with it for so long. So therefore, our people have to educate themselves, they have to question authority, and they have to stay united in defense of our liberties. Together, we have the power to challenge injustice and forge a more equitable society for our future generations. Thank you, Daniel, for your enlightening insights. And to our listeners, remember to visit defundoc.net for valuable resources and updates on our ongoing advocacy efforts. And to touch on that, Linda, let's remind the listeners that we greatly need their help in reaching out to their family and friends in their social community to enlighten them on the current struggle for our civil rights of today and also the fun that they can have from just listening to the prison stories and the prison politics that we're going to be talking on for the next period of time. So it's good for you to introduce this podcast to your family and friends and also no strings attached. We're giving away the book Defund DLC turning all prisons into treatment and career centers for everybody that subscribes to our podcast. No strings attached. Just tell your family and friends and social media community to get involved. And if you refer a number of people to the podcast, contact Linda and 
tell her, and we'll give you another book of your choice and really applaud you for your remarkable help towards this cause. And just remember, this is an insurance policy. Within the next 50 years, 50% of the American population could be incarcerated or in jail or arrested or on some kind of supervision based on historical data and the growth of mass incarceration since the 1970s. So by being a part of this struggle and being a part of this podcast, you're actually creating an insurance policy for your descendants, your children, you know, your community. So yeah, be a part of this battle. Also, really exciting, we're starting the TV reality show, Love and Prison Activism. Here in six months, we're starting the project on July 4th, the day our founding fathers obtained freedom from the British. And we want to commemorate the day that we're going to be fighting for the freedom of the American people from this cruel system of imprisonment. You know, more of our people are being traumatized by the violence and scarcity inside prison than they were on the streets. A large percentage of the people that committed crimes and go to prison, they had jobs before they came to prison. They had children and families, and then they go to prison, they lose their families, they lose their homes, and their lives are disrupted. And we want to create a more humane system, turning all prisons into treatment career centers, reducing sentences to a reasonable amount of time, and most importantly, ending prison slavery. That's a must. That's the reason why recidivism is, is so high, because when you treat a person like a slave, they're going to act like a slave. You release them with no funds, they go back to what they know. And the same goes with education. You have to tr- you have to treat people's mental health disorders, and you have to give them a higher education so that they can elevate themselves out of their prior existence. So, yes, there's quite the battle going on, and we really need people to get their family and friends involved. So please start sharing this podcast. This is not just a regular podcast. This is a real social justice podcast, and you're a part of history by being a part of this movement. So thank you. Until next time, stay informed, stay vigilant, and never stop fighting for justice. Thank you for joining us on another Defund DOC podcast. Take care, everyone.